This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our weekly visit with our Cyclone Radio Network analysts, Eric Heft and Ryan Harquaugh as we take a look back at Iowa State's lost Iowa a week ago and look ahead to this week's first road test at Ohio University. The Cyclones handled the Bobcats a year ago in Ames. They'll try to do it on the road this time and get to 9-0 all-time against Ohio. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ryan Harquaugh and Eric Heft. Guys, I think one of the fun things about this week is just going to be seeing how this team responds to a loss. You know, that's something that this group hasn't done together yet. And Coach Campbell, when we talked to him, Eric and I, he really sounded like he's been encouraged by the way they've responded in practice. And we'll see how that carries over to Saturday. But I'm real fascinated to see how this team responds to a loss this week. I think everybody is, you know, You'd like to not have to respond to a loss, but the reality is almost everybody in the country has to figure out how they're going to do that. And, you know, the youth of this team, sometimes you want that veteran team, you know, but I like the enthusiasm of the youth on this team. There's so much enthusiasm, some really good senior leadership, and they realize they have a a daunting challenge ahead going on the road for the first time coming off a loss. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they handle it themselves. You know, I, I think one of the big things will be how Rocco can continue to show growth and, and really be that leader because you really need a quarterback on the road. Uh, you need it everywhere. But you're heading into a situation like this, you've got to have that leader, the guy who handles the ball, you know, on every snap to be confident and make the right plays. I feel good that he will, but we're going to find out. Yeah, sometimes the best thing that can help here is a, a road game, believe it or not. And, and, I know that may not seem normal, but getting away after something like this to regroup, get on the road, go to a hotel, be away from the distraction, be away from all the ticket responsibilities. Although I I hear Huffer needs to get like 46 or 56 tickets or something because he's from Ohio. But for the most part, the team just kind of corrals themselves around each other. And I always felt, you know, for us, if we went on the road after a loss, it was a really focused football team. And I think that you don't want to go on the road. You don't want a lot of road games. But at the same time, sometimes they're a blessing. And I think this one lands at a perfect time for us in this part of the season to get on the road, regroup, and just make sure we're all together as one as we go into this. You know, and that's a great point. Getting away and that us against the world kind of mentality is a lot easier to create on the road. The other thing, too, is if you go back over the past six, seven years, Coach Campbell and his staff, I mean, it's been the best road group that I think we've ever had at Iowa State. So that gives uh, gives you some confidence as well. Yeah, and you know, you look at the challenge here because Ohio, Iowa State really handled them a year ago. They dominated that football game in Ames. But after that, Ohio really turned a corner and played some great football. They won seven games in a row. Their coach was the MAC coach of the year. You can't underestimate what a big deal this is for those guys. And Coach Campbell's been in this situation where he's the – you know, the Mac coach that has the power five schools coming into his place and, and had some great wins in those situations. But man, this is a huge, huge opportunity for this veteran Ohio team. Well, when you say veteran, I think that uh, it really under, it understates it because if you look eight guys on offense, starters on offense, eight starters on defense, 
our fifth or sixth year guys. And the defense pretty much is exactly the same as it was a year ago. As you mentioned, really came on, played in the MAC championship game. If if the quarterback hadn't been hurt, easily could have won that game and won them their first MAC championship since 1968. So it is a veteran team and playing, you know, maybe the youngest team in college football. Everyone's going to be veteran to us. You know, I think that as you look at what we are and we can't skate around it is, is we are going to be extremely young. Eric, I agree. I don't know who the youngest is, but I have a hard time believing someone's younger than we are. But when you look at this game and why that makes it so difficult is, I mean, think of a high school team. Can you imagine your freshman team playing against your, your varsity team, you know, and just physicality wise, go beyond the knowledge of the game, but just physically by the time you get to your fifth and sixth year, you're a man. You know, and I think that that is the difference here. I think we've we've got this, the guys, we got the talent, we got the athleticism. You know, they're still developing mentally, obviously, but physically is where you see the biggest difference from a fifth, the six year player versus a first and second year player. And we already seen with Dom Orange. I mean, Dom Orange from year one to year two, what he is now from what he was last year. What, what's really scary is where is he going to be next year and the year after? Like this guy's upside so high, but. Literally, that's a great example of one guy from year one to year two, the difference between someone. And by the time these guys in Ohio, they're year five and six, they're physically there. And that's going to be the biggest challenge for us on Saturday. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. A note in the Iowa State game notes that you know, you kind of look at it every week and you see it there and then you move on to the next note. But then you stop and think, my God, Iowa State has gone 17 consecutive games holding opponents under 400 yards. Best in the FBS. <laughs> and 28 times since 2017, they've held opponents under 300 yards of total offense. And uh, amazing what Coach Haycock has done at Iowa State. I, I think nationally gets underplayed still. But it, what it does is it gives you a chance to win every single week, and that is just an awesome place to be. And, man, you can't take that for granted. 17 straight games holding opponents under 400. Think back to the Art Bryles days at Baylor and all that stuff. And, man, everybody was Ooh. giving up 400 yards every week, right? Yeah. <laughs> or five or six. Five, five or six or seven. Yeah. And, and 17 straight games holding opponents under 400 yards. I don't know if this is true or not, but if you go back, why did they go to this defense? Well, one of the number one things is we had to be able to stop the spread, and they've kind of figured out a way to do that. And look around the Big 12 now. There aren't that many spread teams. It's like, hey, they figured out how to stop this, so now we're on to something else. The good thing is Iowa State is able to stop pretty much whatever offense you try to run, but we don't see the proliferation of the spread offenses like we saw there for a while. But Iowa State was able to shut them down and create a template that so many other programs are using. Mark, take us a little deeper into Eric's point that he just made about – John Haycock solved the Rubik's Cube and figured out a way to stop the spread offenses, but he also has a defense that can stop pretty much any style of offense. What is it that makes it work so well? What, what's, what's the secret sauce to John Haycock's defense? Number one, it's, it's coached extremely well across the board, up front with Coach Rasheed, Coach Vite, and then obviously the defensive backs. They have Brookfeld there in the safeties. And so when you look at and Poteet now at the corner, when you look at all the coaching that's done, it's coached at an extremely high level, number one. Number two is, 
is it's a different way to look at at football. And when you're an offensive lineman and you're you're trying to pick up run blocking and you're trying to find it at the center of the defense and you you find it or you think you find it, next thing you know, you have a safety flying up there on run support and run responsibilities. There's times that we have corners inside the tackles with run responsibilities, which is unbelievable in defense. And you just it's a completely different style of what they've ever seen before. And so it is not tricky if you're on the defense because they play relatively simple defense to them. And there's, it's not too much. So the, the kids can play extremely fast. But preparing for the game is extremely difficult because it's not something you prepare for every week. And I think that's a big part of it is, number one, it's coached extremely well. Number two, they play really fast because it's simple. You know, and, and I think that, that that is a big part of why we've had so much success on the defensive side of the ball. You look at last year against Ohio and Iowa State had four sacks. They created four turnovers. And Ohio has a lot of veteran guys, you know, the Mac player of the year at quarterback. But they have turned it over eight times in three games. And when we talk about trying to give the offense something to work with, if that defense for Iowa State can create a short field for the offense a couple times on Saturday, man, it would really be a shot in the arm for that offense. Yeah, it would be. It would be huge, like it always is. But, you know, with Curtis Rourke, their quarterback, who I know Coach Campbell really thinks is, is terrific, and I, I do too. You know, a year ago, he had been a guy splitting time the year before. They kind of turned the reins over to him because he does have some real experience, a Mac Offensive Player of the Year. And Van Gura, the running back, is a guy who was a freshman a year ago, freshman of the year in the Mac. He's an outstanding back. But I think the biggest thing is for all the weapons that they have, they've just not been that efficient moving the football throughout the first uh, you know three weeks. And I think that gives Iowa State a lot of hope because you want short fields because I'll say one thing, the defense I've seen from Ohio so far this year has really been solid, not just good. It's been outstanding. Now, Grant, the competition level hasn't been super high, but it's been pretty good. Two road games that they the defense has played very well in. So, yeah, get the short field if you can, because I think it's a real salty defense. It is, and, and I watched the first game, obviously, against San Diego State, and I thought that Rourke was great, and then he ends up getting hurt in that game, and it kind of changed the flow of the game. But, again, they, they didn't lose by much. It's 20-13 to 13 there against San Diego State at San Diego State, and they played them tough. They're going to put up a lot, and they're going to put a fight up. And I think if you look at last year's Ohio game, and I went back and looked at it, there's some plays that just went our way that day. And I think that really led to why the score was such a lopsided game when you look at what happened on that day. Like, we got to play good. But, but I am going to say this, like, we should win this football game. You know, there's not a guy on that roster that wouldn't play at Iowa State. You know, we got the guys that are talented enough to go win this game. I like how we've played the first two games. I think there's some opportunities on Saturday that we could have won that game. Unfortunately, didn't make them so a, a few plays. We make those plays, we win the game. And walking into this game, I, 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 you know, I'm not guaranteeing a win or anything. I'm not trying to say that. We should win this game. We, we have the 22 guys on the field. You know, when the 22 are on the field, our, our guys should be – able to compete with every one of their guys and and they do have advantage on on obviously we talked about earlier in this the the age but the talent level here at iowa state is one that is different and it is one that should give us an advantage on saturday the experience of curtis rourke at quarterback i think is important he has tremendous confidence and he's playing at home i think it's a really big game for rocco his first road game but if he just does the things that he's been able to to diagnose and, and see on the field and the plays he's been able to make, obviously save for one really big play last week, I don't think that's a mismatch either. I think Rocco has tremendous upside, and and you know Iowa State has one turnover 
in, in the first uh, couple of weeks total. That speaks volumes for how young this group is to only have turned it over one time. Sure, it was a costly turnover, but, you know, as I said during our broadcast, it's kind of a rite of passage and <laughs> for Iowa State quarterback to throw a pick six against Iowa, you know, <laughs> Brock Purdy. I mean, it, it, it happens all the time, seemingly anyway. Well, since 2009, Iowa has two – well, it's going to be 220 interceptions since 2009. We're not alone. You know, that right. defense is built Absolutely. that way. And, yeah, and so Rocco responded really well, and, and they were trying to bait him into taking that deep ball on that, on that drive in the fourth quarter. And he did give him one, and thank goodness for Wampa because he broke right. up that interception that was going to come. And, and so you had to be patient on that last drive because they are baiting you into that throw. And so I think Rocco responded extremely well, took him on a long drive, and had a lot of success on there after making a big mistake. You know, to me, one of the biggest things for this offense, the next step that they have to take is eliminate four straight three and outs or three straight three and outs. They've had some really good drives. They've been well executed, well called, well executed, but they just got to find a way to not keep putting that defense back on the field. Even hey, it may be our strength, but we want to have the offense on the field. You, know, you go back, I think we had, uh, I don't know how many three and outs the other day. But it was too many. Granted, against a really good defense, but even against you and I, there there were several. I just think you have to break that cycle. You may have the same number of three and outs, but to have them consecutively, it kind of puts you puts you really uh, behind the eight ball. I'll tell you what, Eric. The one thing you'll never hear me say, I couldn't agree more, is punting is winning. You're not going to hear that out of my mouth ever. We've got a great punter. Tyler Perkins had a great day. And I, this great season so far, but again, you're right. We got to sustain drives. You can't yeah. have those drop passes, you know, that create first downs and, and create field positions. So I'm 100% yeah. with you on that one. As good a weapon as Tyler Perkins is, if he punts twice on Saturday, I'll be happy. Looking for a tire that's designed for work, play, and ideal for those thrilling Cyclone game days? Well, brace yourself because it's none other than Authentic Brand. Ask for Authentic Brand by name from your local retailer or sportswear supplier. And you look at the offense, guys, and I think some of the real positives here, Eric, you mentioned just one turnover in two games. No sacks allowed in two games. And I keep coming back to this. You're not seeing illegal formations. You're not seeing false starts. You're not seeing delay of games. So the timing of the offense is good. They've just got to go execute it a little better. And where I look for the next step, it's like, man, I want to see if they can make an explosive play. Now, I know Iowa's really good at denying explosive plays. It's what they take away. But Iowa State's longest play last week, 16 yards on that touchdown pass to Higgins. Can they get a 25-yard run, a 40-yard pass? And those are some of the things I'd love to see in this game this week, see if they can hit an explosive play or two. And it could come in a run game, too. I'm waiting for Sama or even Cartavius to hit a big run because I, I think it could be there. But, yes, in this game, looking at, at Ohio's defense, I think there are opportunities, number one, for a lot of plays to the tight end. They've had trouble covering the tight end in in the early part of the season. And Iowa State's got weapons there. So whether that's Bramer going downfield or just making catches on stick routes, you know, and keeping the chains moving. Uh, but I think we'll see Jaden Higgins maybe make that big play in the past game on a deep ball because they're going to bring pressure. There's going to be one-on-one -on -one coverage back there. And I think Higgins is the guy that can really make the plays. And Iowa State's done a good job so far of protecting Rocco. As you mentioned, no sacks. He hasn't had to scramble a ton. So you can't throw a deep ball if you can't protect the quarterback. And Iowa State's been pretty good at that so far. So that really gives you hope. 
It does. And, and and for us to open up the run game, we're going to need to do it as well. What happened, you saw it last week against Iowa. They just started daring you. And you and I did the same thing. You know, they start stacking seven, eight, nine guys up there. And, and eventually you do have to pop one. And, and we got close with Jalen a, a couple times against you and I. And again, we, we need to keep taking those shots to keep them honest. If not, they're going to put more guys in the box and we can block. We need that rushing game. But the only way we can do that is by being a threat deep and, and open up the top of the defense. So, yeah, I'd love to see a few plays big time this weekend. The big play come in to be on our advantage uh, this Saturday. It should be. You know, we have the guys to do it against this defense. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. So you guys mentioned Tyler Perkins, and he's second in the nation right now, 52.9 yards a punt. And the other part of the equation is your coverage guys. And Iowa State has some really, really good coverage guys. And, man, you think about what a game changer over the course of this long season it can be if you've got a guy hitting booming punts and you've got great coverage guys getting down there with this defense. The combination of those things man, really encourages you. You can flip the field, and I, I know we're not going to say punting is winning, but, <laughs> but, but you can create winning through the way that your punt coverage team works together. And, uh, man, I, I think it can really help Iowa State win some football games this year. If you're an offense and you're playing against Iowa State's defense, the thing you want more than anything is a short field. And punting can certainly make that <laughs> certainly something that won't happen. And so, yeah, it is big. Yeah, and Tyler's done a great job, obviously. Improved. He had a good start last year, but wild improvement he had. The funny thing is average. He's hit some big, like, 60-yard punts that have gone in the end zone. I mean, those things sit down a foot or, you know, about a yard or two short. His average is actually better than it is today because he's hit some big balls, you know, from, like, the 20 all the way down and 30-yard line. You know, you're talking 70, 60-yard, 70-yard punts that are rolling in the end zone. and you know, and, and they're landing in the end zone. If, if we can give our guys a chance, I mean, his average is going to get better, which is even hard to imagine. Well, just another really good young player on this football team, just a sophomore. And, Hark, I think back to when we were doing this sidecast a year ago or just even talking to you prior to that. And just, you know, you kept saying, man, these young guys that are coming into this program are really good. I've been watching their film. These are, we're getting some really good recruits into this program. And now we're really seeing it show up on the field, guys. I mean, you look out there on Saturdays and you're seeing a ton of freshmen and sophomores who are already big time players. And you think about their ceiling. It's super exciting. And man, we are seeing the dividends of these. I'd really focus on the last three recruiting classes and you go back and look at those three classes and the guys that we've brought in, man, there've been a lot of good players brought into the program in the last three years. They have. And you look at like Tyler and Yedem, you know, I, I remember talking about him early on. I went to a practice his true freshman year and having that conversation with you guys like, boy, I don't know this. Wait till you see this number 11 kid. You know, I don't know if he'll play this year because we had a good defensive line, but I t- he's, you, you'll see him snaps. He's going to be, He's going to be twitchy and really good. And I think that's very much just kind of fruition. And Dom Orange and what he's become. Jeremiah Cooper, you know, and the speed that he is and what he has become. And this linebacking crew is young all over the place. And kind of Iziagu is a guy, 88. We have seen a little bit of a block pass last week. But I think he's a guy that you're going to start to see as an emer- like really emerge this year at defensive end. And, and, and again, it's just there's talent 
all over this field. Benny, uh, anyway, from, yeah, from, from Lincoln, you're your kid. We haven't even seen him yet. He's coming. You'll, you're, you're going to see him and he's an extremely big talent at wide receiver that I think by the end of the year will be making an impact. And, and so, yeah, I, congrats to the coaching staff because they set themselves up, not just for this year. I think we're going to have success throughout this year, but I think what's exciting is it's going to be this year, the next year, the following year. And, and I think that's, that recruiting has been outstanding by Iowa State. How good this defense is, you know, and I think it can be better than it's played so far. Mm-hmm. As these young guys get more experience, I, I think that should be a scary proposition for, for teams. Only one senior started Saturday against Iowa. And still, they gave up 13 points. Pretty solid job, I mean, uh, for sure. But the future is bright. But the present's pretty doggone good, too, right now. And I think it's only going to get better over the course of the season. All right, guys. Well, we will see you in Athens. Look forward to it. Go Cyclones. That's not that's not in Greece, is it? <laughs> if, if You're on the wrong flight if that's where you end okay, up. Okay, I'll, I'll double check at the gate. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.